the intro again. <laughs> don't, don't, please don't. You really gonna do this? Yeah, f- him. It's our show. We do what we want. Oh my God, no! Not another freaking wrestling podcast. Yay! Like I said, I don't get people watching. So either you love me or you don't. I love you. I love you too. Welcome everybody to Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. I'm the promoter of Black and Carpet City, T.Y. And I'm the Carpet City draw, Shane Daniels. And I'm, I, I'm the editor, J.D. <laughs> now I'm heading back on down to Ram Ranch, and I'm Jake. Yeah. Speaking of Ram Ranch, that is the name of my wrestling organization, Ram Ranch Professional Wrestling. I already got the logo made up and everything, so... Hope you aren't going to take that. I'm not, but great. <laughs> so I, I'm Shane over here burying the lead. What? Shane over here burying the lead. Um, He's referring to the fact that we're about to do a draft next week. And it will be for our um, fictional professional wrestling companies. I mean, they already knew we were doing that. Shane made a graphic for it. Yeah, but we, we haven't talked about it in the episode yet. Shane just jumps out hot. I don't like the foreplay. Solid. He's like the Green Braves, man. He gets in, gets out, gets done. That's a race that he's going to win. Because if you ain't first, you last. There it is. <laughs> the shake. But he just doesn't give him the mood. He like... You're done. <laughs> <coughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, next week we're going to draft. It'll be uh, independent professional wrestlers. Anyone not signed to AEW, WWE, Impact, or New Japan? Is that right? Yeah. That is correct. Uh, did anybody watch any wrestling this week? I did. And I'm confused as fuck. I did some wrestling. I didn't watch any. That, that works too. Yeah, I I did a good bit of wrestling too. Got concussions Friday. Well, we're gonna talk about that later. So let's put a pin there. Like uh, well, you're you're you guys wrestling. We want to talk about that too. We just we we have other stuff to talk about, you know. Okay. But we definitely want to talk about your wrestling too. Was just say because fun fact there was a. Uh, Somebody that listens to us actually said they kind of missed us talking about local shit. So, well, that's see, that's why we're gonna talk about it. <laughs> um, anyway, Monday night, the uh, little link up between Judgment Day and Bloodline. Kind of fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I also like Mommy and Solo staring each oh, other. That was that drew all the dimes. As Will would say. It really did. But do you think we'll see it? No. Not, no. not even a million years. I'd Stop. I, stop teasing it. No. I, I'm kind of like. Want to say yes to it. Because it's one of those things that will eventually happen. But it'll happen at a really not sensible time. That makes sense. See, I don't even think it'll happen. I think they may have been a confrontation at some point. But it it'll never be a match. They're not gonna pay it off. 
she might slam him like she slammed Luke Gallows. One and done. Bear your talent. Right? Oh, no. I don't want to bury anybody. I don't either. But, again, like Mark Merrill got powered by my sable. That do him any favor? Yeah. I mean, no, Mark Merrill didn't do himself any favors. Well, he had a match with Austin the very next week. Well, guess he had a problem with that after he saw that powerbomb. Austin, who am I working next week? There's something to think about. I've never heard uh, heard that story. Yeah, you need to look into it. I think Austin, Steve Austin himself tells it. Possibly on his podcast. Uh, what'd you guys think about Cody Rhodes promo and the Brock Lesnar thing? Have any heat to it? I I liked it. I thought it was kind of cheesy that Cody called him a coward, though. <laughs> but I take oh, out like nineteen security guards made Cody look pretty strong. Yeah, they did. They did. But uh. Brock also looked like he was straight out of uh, Red Dead Redemption there. Yo, did he ever? He took him a trip down to Ram Ranch. Ram <laughs> Ranch. Pretty sure he's uh, John, uh, Dutch Vandalin's bodyguard. One thing I will say about Raw, because uh, we've been watching the last few weeks, we got Sling TV and been checking them out live. Uh, it can't hold me past 10 o'clock. I don't know, man. Raw was cooking on Monday. It just, man, it, 10 o'clock hits, I am worn out. Like, Miz, Miz and damn uh, Seth had a fucking banger. And Miz went out there and reminded everyone why he's a former world champion. Yes, he did. I wish I'd do uh, a little more with him now. I mean, we've been saying that for a while, though. You know, he deserves it. Kind of got screwed on that last title run, but but the real question is: Is he comfortable with like what he's doing now? Now that he's older, you know what I mean? Does he want to continue this like kind of steady pace of not having to work as much? Is he being asked to work harder? I mean, it, that's one of those. It's like, is he okay with it though? Is he getting paid enough money to be like, hey, I don't have to necessarily. I think uh, his schedule, a lot of his schedule is fucking doing Miz and this or something. That show. Yeah, he's got the reality show now. and That's why you want to see him go to SmackDown there to draw. Yeah. Um, that, that was a fantastic match. I was kind of shocked. I, I was starting off thinking that Raw's going to beat the show on Miz again. And then the longer I went, the more they sucked me in. It was just great. Yeah, it it really was. I mean, like you said, uh, Miz showed why he was a world champion. And shows that, I mean, that's a Hall of Famer, I, I think, one day. Oh, sure. I'm sure he'll get the Ultimate Warrior uh, Lockjob Achievement Award. <laughs> That's not a fight. God damn, dude. 
Yeah. <laughs> Thought we weren't burying anybody today. Fuck. Well, how about burying? <laughs> you buried the Miz. Bury anybody unless it's true. <laughs> I mean, what do you want say? You think I mean, Miz Ice? deserves the fucking Warrior Award? Did Titus O'Neil? Actually, he does. Yeah, he does. He's a fantastic well, human being. He's yeah, he's, he, he's a ambassador, and he does a lot of stuff. Like when I went to SummerSlam, uh, you know, he did that whole spill where they bring the the charities out there and all that stuff, and he put them over. And he does a lot of charity work. So yeah, he deserved it. So fuck you, asshole. Well, they should rename that fucking award because Warrior was a fucking cunt. Yeah, there's nothing. Nothing nice that that guy did. Yeah, because if I was ever up for that one, I'd be personally insulted. Like, you're going to compare me to that cunt. Fuck you. Awesome. Well, uh, how do you think they're going to make money off his name? I'd just rename it after Cena. That's the dude that did all the charity work. Go. I'm, I'm all right with that. So, I'm going to say something, and you guys could tell me whether or not I should cut this. Okay. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Uh, the segue, speaking of cunts, wouldn't everyone think of Trish Stratus as really reasoning for turning heel? No, you're leaving that in. Yeah, you're leaving <laughs> that in and leave this into. I wasn't paying attention to what a word she was saying. Yo, so I was watching this promo and I was just bored out of my mind. And it reminded me of the reason we liked Trish. The reason we like Trish isn't because she can stand in the ring and cut an eight-minute promo. Speak for yourselves. The reason we like Trish is because she was in pre-takes backstage that were designed to get her over. Why are we not doing that now? Triple H doesn't like blondes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he does. No, Stephanie. She's not blonde-headed. She was. We had... Smackdown GM days. Oh, shit, yeah. Hurry yeah. up. Awfully presumptuous of you, though, to say we, like Trish. I was never a fan, but I digress. I mean, not like Trish Stratus. I don't know. I just never think she was as good as people make her out to be. I'd take Victoria over her any day of the week. I'd take Gail Kim over. That's fair. It's also fair. Yeah. I dig it. I'd take Molly over her. Oh, Molly's great. Yeah. Jazz. Like, in that era, Trish wasn't even top five for me. While we're talking about women's wrestling. Um, when Meechan came out with Candice LeRae to face Jesse Green and Sonya Deville, I immediately knew they were going to lose, but they didn't do anything with Meechan since the since AJ Styles got hurt and the club disappeared. What That's are they doing with her? What do they bring her back for? More money to put someone over? Basically. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just like, what are we doing damage control to? Damage control at least is trying to tell a story. 
damage control uh, and it's taken a very long time to get to this point because damage control should have held all the titles at some point if you ask me damage control should have held every single women's title yeah well blame it on triple h's raging erection for the flair family yep well not just the flair family for bianca for ronda man that, that yeah i don't know i have a i have a lot of strong opinions on damage control uh obviously I love me some Bailey. You could have given me well, Bailey two belts again. I'd have been happy. We know. Um, but like the story they're telling now with Bailey obviously being jealous of EO, that'll be fun. Um, I don't know how they break that up. I don't know if they break it up in the draft or if they break it up with somebody turning or what. I don't know. No idea, but it'll be fun. Dakota Kata Smackdown. You heard it here first. Dakota Kai, uh, that match she had with Bianca was bonkers good. Yeah, it was a lot better than it had any right to be. Yeah. For a raw taping and for, for it to just be a warm-up match for Bianca. Yeah. Like, it was way better than that. I mean, I feel like Raw has been on fire this Ever since Raw after WrestleMania. Yeah. And SmackDown too. Like, there hasn't been a bad SmackDown. Raw after WrestleMania took a shit in the bed, and then after that, it's been fire every week since. My problem is just that I'm old, and I'm not staying up past 10 o'clock. I will watch Earth on Hulu the next day. I usually stay up until 10.30, and that's the main. But, I'm yeah, I, I just can't. Well, at 10 o'clock, we're taking the dogs out. I'm turning the TV off at that point. No more. They were going to bed, but like, yeah, no, it, it, it's hard to take three level. hours to fucking wrestling, though. I mean, it literally is. In, in one, and that's one reason. Like for a long time, I just watched the Hulu version because it was an hour and a half. What? <clears throat> the only time I ever wrestling going on through the week now, like, I don't have all this time to devote to watch NXT and AEW. Not that I want to watch AEW, anyways. Uh, <laughs> how you really feel, bro? <laughs> I will in a future episode. <laughs> uh, let's talk about NXT real quick because we, as a group, just watched a friend with his gimmick change. Uh, our, our good friend, friend of the podcast, Nathan Frazier, uh, changed as started a new gimmick as a John Oliver esque uh, at the desk type thing. We don't know what he's doing with it in the ring yet, but just behind the desk, personally, I'm very impressed with how much he committed to the bit and how well it came across. Uh, I'll be interested to see how it comes across in the ring. But for now, he's got my interest. What do you guys think? I just still couldn't get past him looking like George Carlin. <laughs> I love the bit, though. My, my man gave it socks, but like, you're losing the battle on the hairline, son. He has to do something. If anything else it proved, if anything else to happen, he'd be a great commentator too. Yeah. Or even at a late night TV host. Uh, good God, yeah. And he died once that. He felt he's just one of those. Well, that's the thing about fucking British people, man. They just got these welcome fucking voices, man. Yeah. 
Well, like he sounded so natural when he was when he's doing it. You know that was a heavily scripted bit. Oh yeah, yeah. But he just he, the way he delivered everything, like I, it just reminds so me of riding in a car with him. Because there's been a yeah, like I rode in the car with him, and his inflections and everything was all the same as you would have heard him just bullshitting about like the malaria esque weather of the South about how look, but it was like seventy five degrees yesterday. Today it's snowing. What what is the weather here? <laughs> Do you not have seasons in the South? Like no, Ben. Like, uh, <laughs> his little studs. That, that's not a word, but we're rolling with it. That was great. <laughs> Uh, I'm roll with it. <laughs> he, uh, man, he's gonna be big. He really is. Yeah, I'm just glad he's getting a chance to stretch his, stretch his, uh, stretch his acting chops a little bit, and you know, do a little something other than flip around, as he said. Yeah. <laughs> but for real, the hairline that's sensitive probably to him too. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Uh, oh, you've got uh, some like, NXT. plus years on him, dude. <laughs> also on NXT, uh, shout out to that Wesley match. That was Wesley's can go, but also uh, Duke Hudson is one of the funniest motherfuckers out there right now. I don't know if you guys watched this thing. He did Braun Breaker this week. Braun Breaker has turned heel. Uh, in case anyone needed to know, he has just been spearing people and wearing black and talking down to the mouth breathers and the audience. I just can't wait Man. for the inevitable, inevitable day when he just goes full Scott. I know. I know. But uh, he's already got the black going for him, so... And I cannot wait till he goes full Scott Steiner. So, so last week, he speared Andre Chase, and uh, Duke Hudson, who is the star student MVP of Chase U, uh, came out this week and cut a promo on him and talking about how he... He'd get him back and he'd show him and Braun Breaker was like, oh yeah, watch come in and show me. He's like, all right, the next week I challenge you to a match with Andre Chase. And Duke Hudson just, his delivery with all this was great. The the guy's hilarious. I'm just kind of interested in seeing what his gimmick ends up being because poker player didn't pan out. No. I just want math lessons from Braun Breaker. I want to know if he actually listened to his Uncle Scott while God, you better it was let him, do, let him do like science lessons instead of math. So it's not completely ripped off. Okay. So let's uh let's look at SmackDown real quick and let me pose a question to you guys. Did they reform the LWO just so they could take losses for Ray? Kind of and sell T shirts. And sell T shirts. Yeah, I think it's just the self t-shirts because, and they were going to fucking Brazil too, or Puerto Rico or where the fuck they're going. Yeah. Hey. Uh, I mean, Zelina's got to have a title match there. I'm looking forward to that. Like she's, uh, Zelina being at, at Puerto Rico and her getting her stock raise that she has in the last little bit with, uh, Legato. Uh, that'll be a good spot for her to show out. Uh, well, I'm not going to win. Yeah, we all know the outcome of that. She's not going to win, but it'll be a good showing for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, it just feels like they kind of put them with Rudy to take L's because Santos has Gobar 
deserves so much more than to be taking pins for Rey Mysterio. I love Rey Mysterio, don't get me wrong, but Santos Escobar deserves the world. I was kind of hoping that Santos Escobar and Rey would actually just be like a formal tag there for a little bit. That would have been fun. Yeah, it would have. They worked really good together. Yeah. I didn't know one of them was DJ whatever from Impact. I thought you were going to say... Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't realize that either. DJZ or whatever? Yeah. Okay. I did not. Man. Yeah, I didn't even... Didn't even recognize him. No, I didn't. And then I was like looking it up that day. And then I was like, oh, holy shit. Because we were talking about the Puerto Rican flag shirts. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Carrie Cross explained that he doesn't care about wins or losses. And he only cares about taking something away from superstars. Does that make you more excited for him? Who's he trying to Who's going after now? He's going after Shinsuke now. And he said he should take his honor. Well, did he take? Do you think Tippermans? He took uh, Drew's Tippermans. What else was it? I don't remember what else it was. I just remember Drew's Tippermans and Ray or Ray's Tippermans. Drew's patience or some shit like that. And yeah, but he basically explained that he doesn't care about wins or losses. He just wants to take something from the superstar. His intentions, yeah, they're the just their fucking way of making him resonate with fucking WWE uh, fans because he's not really doing that as carried across, just like he didn't do it in Impact, just like he didn't do it in MLW. No one's got the guy right. No one's got the guy right. Did Road Dog write that bit for him? Is he the one that went online and said, oh, wins and losses don't matter? Braun Strowman and Ricochet, I'm starting to really like them together, which means they're probably going to split up in draft. Yeah, I really it's like them together too, and I didn't think I would. Then, uh, man, do what? The Fed hates tag team. Man, they they work really well together. Like uh, the the differing styles, cla- the clashing styles just works so well when you're meshing them together and they and ricochet finds a way to make everything look just ridiculous so i hope they stay together but i just have a feeling they're gonna split with draft the big small tag teams always fucking work always you look at the two of them they worked with right here speaking of split up tag teams in the draft we've been predicting the demise of street profits for a long time now, the easy thing for WWE to do is to split them up in the draft. You know what I think they should do? Don't split them up in the draft. Get them through the draft together. When they land on a show, immediately have them turn the first week after the draft. They both turn? The one? No, no. No, Montez turns heel. Okay. Or just keep them the fuck together so you have a tag team. Well, in this case, Montez is moving up singles. He's definitely, they definitely want him in the singles division. That bad he has a fucking, he's like his wife, a fucking mega star. He has star written all over him. And just the body, if the body transformation alone proves he's willing to put him in the work. Think of the size he was in NXT to the size he is now, and he can still do all the shit he did then. Yeah, it's at least 20 pounds of mass on him now. 
Yeah, that dude is, he's put in the work in the gym. He's proven that he's willing to do it. Like, I have a feeling they're going to see what he can do. And the best way to do that is turn him heel. And let him use that gift of gab to run down everyone on the roster. Then we'll say flip it and let the other one turn on him and let him be the fucking babyface. Now I wouldn't mind Doc as a heel or Doc as a heel, and that actually might be now that I'm thinking about it more might actually be the route they take because Bianca's a baby face. They're having they have a TV show coming. So yeah, you you have a better idea. And and you run it as dude sees his partner becoming the fucking draw and being the megastar. He's jealous and he's like, I'm gonna fucking put it into this before he can get rid of me. So they're not gonna that I was the one that said fuck you, you know? Not for nothing. Doc's dropped some weight too, a lot of weight. And he has been looking great in the ring every time he gets a single opportunity too. And see, this way you can elevate both of them. And then, the then Angelo Dawkins goes to main event three weeks later. Hopefully not. I hope not either, but I get that vibe. He's, man, he's been doing some good work, so it'd be. It'd be, it'd be good. Same. Uh, Guthrie and Xavier. Fantastic match. Well, Guthrie and fantastic match could always automatically be a thing. I mean, same thing we said for Xavier Woods. Yeah, be brought. Yeah. yeah, fuck Kenny Omega. Gunther's the fucking best out machine over here. Bingo. Uh, yeah, yeah. They went that 600-day win streak. What how? How do you figure? That's what Xavier Woods had. He had a win. Oh, did he really? Yes. Oh man. Didn't know that. I would have. I guess it just goes to show how ineffectively they were booking him. If you didn't realize he had it, I wouldn't have minded seeing Xavier in that title reign though. That shock move, just because I love Xavier Woods. And I say he had lost a match since sometime last year. He made a victory roll his finisher last year too. Which I think is awesome. You haven't really seen anything like that since like Old Bow Dragon. Like he hooked that fucking my stock cradle and you're like, oh the fuck match is over now. Which that's cool. I love that a pin is a finish. Um I have a sneaking suspicion that next week the Usos one of the tag titles back. Me too. Because Sammy can't go to Saudi Arabia. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Yeah. Unless they just don't put that match on you're not, not defend the titles. They're not going to do that. Why? Not unless they split the titles. Those tag titles were featured on a big ass show. Like, what's one more? The last time that Xavier Woods lost in a singles match was against AJ Styles in 2021. Impressive. What? Damn. Very impressive. So, what do you guys think? Usos or Sammy Kevin next week? Or do you think they'll drop him before Saudi Arabia? 
They, I think they'll drop they, them probably before Saudi Arabia. I don't think they'll drop them next week, but I think they'll drop them before Saudi Arabia. Mistake. I hate Saudi Arabia. You know they're, that. They, they're not the ones that book those shows. The Saudis do. Yep. Uh, Matt Riddle needs to put on some knee pads. Matt Riddle needs to go back to wearing fucking biker shorts. Matt Riddle yeah. needs to take a lot and go back to the UFC and lose. Or just put on knee pads at the very least because he looks naked and it's awkward. And he's very yeah. awkward. Have you ever seen and Eric Crystal? Do what? Same thing. Kevin Von Eric. Same thing. He looks naked when he wrestles too. Uh, he did. Isn't it weird just taking somebody's knee pads makes them look nude even though they're wearing clothes? Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that Samoan Spike Matt Riddle ran into it the end of the finish the match was as rough looking. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah. That match was really good, though. Solo the star. But yeah, we, we say that every week, though. And I can't say it enough. Man, you can hate on the bloodline. Just look at Solo by himself. That'd be else. He's going to be good. Bro, Solo, Sokoa, and Umaga. What could have happened? I know. What if? That's another what if. Just saying. That tag team would have been dominant. Mercedes Monet lost her title. This weekend, uh, Will's out. We can't really talk about it too much because he's the only one who actually watched it. But I've watched a few of her matches since she's been in Japan. She looks fucking great despite what anybody might think in here. Uh, she's put on great matches. That might just be, you can say that's just her opponent. That's fine. She looks fucking great. Uh, you ever see Hulk Hogan wrestle in Japan? Yeah. Same good. thing. Very good. Same thing. We'll see if she can keep it up when she, as she continues to travel around the world. Uh, I'm excited to see where she goes. Did Mercedes Monet say that the WWE Women's Championship is just a trinket? Like a, on Christmas tree? Going on a Christmas tree. She say that? No, I'm just saying she's getting carried over there, kind of like Hogan did. That's possible. But we'll see what happens whenever she goes somewhere else and if she's keeping it up. I mean... Work. Uh, sure. We'll let Bacha Banks go somewhere else. <laughs> All right. Uh, big news of the week. CM Punk is, or apparently Warner Brothers has been told that CM Punk is back uh, in the fold. They're creating a Saturday show just to contain Punk and apparently separate him from the elite and split the roster. Um, we're going to talk about this more in depth next week when we talk about the AEW of it all, but figure we can't pass this week by without at least mentioning it. Um, I'm kind of excited to see him back. Uh, apparently the reports are that he hasn't made up with the elite yet, but I, I feel like that's just bullshit. We're all being worked at this point. Everything's worked at this point. Things been work. I got. I, no, I don't think everything I got weekly. Oh yeah, I don't think everything's been a work. I think everything since Dak started his podcast has been a work. Man, uh, fucking AEW's work shoot bullshit. That's just AEW's work shoot bullshit. 
Well, I, I mean, secretly got fucking Russo working for him. Now look, the, the brawl and everything. I don't think that was work. I, the, the press conference, the brawl, none of that was a work. I, I think it's all been a work since they made up behind the scenes and have started plotting out Wembley. I'd By the way, they apparently blacked out half the seats in Wembley, so there's no way they're getting a 90. Oh, no. They can't. Gee whiz! Um, apparently, there's going to be a massive stage. Uh, I, that's just preliminary reports. Uh, there, there's nothing official yet, but... Uh, I mean... I know the fact that the building's going to be half empty. I mean, if they get 40,000 in there, I'll be impressed... Yeah, they already have like forty thousand pre-sale, pre-sale uh, email signups. But you got to think also, not every one of those pre-sales is going to be a single ticket. There's going to be multiple tickets. So I'd say they would go, they would remove those tarps as they kept selling more seats. That's possible. I do have a real serious question, though. Um, with the new show on Saturday, and I know we're going to go into this later on, but I do, I want to ask this while I have it on, on now. How are they going to compete with other other independent shows? Because those real fans of independent wrestling are going to go to those independent shows. They're not going to go and watch this show that's probably barely going to draw a quarter of a million people on their weekly show. It's going to be worse than Rampage. Wouldn't you think so? It's like, okay. Otherwise, they like record Rampage on a night that they're recording all the other shit, too. Yeah, I know. This will be live. They're just oversaturating themselves, though. Uh, Threading your fit too thin. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, the Saturday night is the night for independent wrestling, like for your local stuff. You you realize when WWE comes to town, they're packing out stadiums on a Saturday night, right? Doesn't fucking matter if it's fucking indie wrestling night or not. Okay, but that that's WWE, but this is AEW. It just seems really, really desperate to me. You know, I don't see it. I don't see them doing what WWE might do for a house show on Saturday. I really think this has a lot to do with Warner Brothers fucking bleeding money and they're trying to recoup from all the shit that they're cutting and all the shit that they're doing. So, so three more CM Punk. Yeah. CM Punk's going to draw you, get your return though. Yeah. Is it? Because the internet's really split on that guy. He's getting the return for the company they've released. As of right now, CM Punk is worth $52 million at AEW. That's what they're doing out for other shows. He's worth $52 million of that company. That's that's a good chunk of change. Yeah. CM Punk is worth one. That's what Warner Brothers wants. Hey, fuck hey, throw that AEW show on a 6.05 on a Saturday night and you'll get ratings. I, I guarantee no, you. I think that's what it's actually signed up. That's what it's actually for is 6.8. There you go. We're bringing back those 605 time slot. Dutton saw us doing the WCW Saturday Night Music song. <laughs> that needs more raw Anyway, moving on from AEW, there was a couple independent shows last night we should talk about. Ego, uh, tell us about Ethan getting handcuffed to the ring 
throughout intermission because this was hilarious when I heard about it. Brother. <laughs> so there there was a tag match. It was Mickey Zero and Easy against Tiger Kid and Jack. Plus Tiger Kid. Here we go. I hope fucking Tiger Kid lost. Well, it, was, it ended up being a no contest. But thank you. Anyway. Tiger Kid triggered the victory. Fuck that guy. And Tiger and, and um, Jack Slater were out there with their manager, Asmo. Jack goes sideways. Referee gets knocked down. There's a frock ha in the ring. Everyone ends up, ends up on the outside. Cat's out there with Nikki uh, and, and Easy. Cat and Asmo end up in the ring. And then, you know, somewhere Joey Styles sat up in a cold sweat and started yelling cat fight. Uh, Easy gets to the ring to break that up. Asbo's backpedaling to the corner. Easy grabs the ropes. Asbo pulls my handcuffs and goes, handcuff our boy to the ropes. They go into their finish whenever referee throws the whole match out. Zero runs back to the back to go get the handcuffs and Barry, or get the key, and Barry stops and goes, those aren't the keys. I'll go get the keys. And he goes to the back, and then the house lights come up, and we go into intermission, and Barry just left Ethan handcuffed to the top rope throughout intermission. <laughs> while, while everyone was out selling their toy or selling their shirts and their clothes and everything else. It was something. I was like, that is a, that's a mean rib, Barry. Like, I can't, like, they were kids, like, just giving him what for and throwing water on him and shit. This poor man stuck to the top rope. <laughs> Barry added extra time too because the fans were really cooking, buying stuff from everyone. And boy, <laughs> wow, that was a mean rib. I really want to know about that King Kong versus Godzilla main event. Yeah, let's hear. Oh, versus Octavius. Yeah, it had to be a locker room sellout. It it was it was for the most part. If I hadn't been in the match right before that one and trying to get dressed so I could go home, I'd have been able to see more of it. The spot of the match, however, was at one point. Uh, Tank starts clearing people out of the front row because he's like he's going to throw Octavius out of the ring into the front row, right? He gets everybody to move, everybody to move, and then he just drops Octavius with a thing and goes, <laughs> and fucking. The rev just drops in the floor, like kicking his legs, just cackling <laughs> because everyone got so mad at Tank because he thought he was getting this fucking extreme thing about to happen. So, you know what's funny? These idiot fans fall for it every time. Every time. Mm -hmm. I Tank was tickled about it when he got in the back. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't get to do shit like that very often. <laughs> Now, the whole show, though, was pretty good. The The draw was down a little bit from last month, but... Yeah, it's... I mean, it, I mean, it's summertime. People are wanting to go do other shit than, you know, sit around. But, like... I mean, it's April. Yeah. yeah. That's up. And it, uh... I mean, it still went good. Still got a decent payout. All the matches delivered. The crowd was alive. I'd rather wrestle in front of a smaller, loud crowd than a big, dead crowd. You know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah. And a lot of the TWE kids got to wrestle, and that was fun. You guys are welcome, by the way. 
All right, Tyler, you were uh, in McDonald, right? <laughs> I was. I was in McDonald, Tennessee. I had to wrestle twice. Yeah, you wrestled young Zachary. Is that correct? Yeah, we. He, typically, it's like a 50-50 fight more than anything. Uh, Zach actually got way more offense this this time around. He was guns a-blazing, no lockup, no, no holes, no nothing. It was just basically bell rings, immediate missile drop kick. Like staking missile drop kick, um, combos, slaps, chops. I don't even think I threw the first chop at Zach. I don't think. Like he was just straight up on fire. Just it was good stuff. Uh, basically, I worked on his knee and and all that stuff through the match. Eventually, the finish was we like do like a hockey like a hockey fight, like grab jersey and then punch. We basically did open palm strikes hurt like a motherfucker but i loved it i i, I get a hard on for that stuff um i hope not in the singlet oh yeah it's even worse than the singlet yeah, so eventually i catch his i catch his knee he gives me one more palm strike fire up throw elbows at his knee trip him down put him in a knee bar and he taps and um we died for a, for a little while um and then i came right back to the battle royal i was in the Top three. Go to Battle Royals. Huh? Go Battle Royals. Yeah. Um, this is the second Battle Royal I've done here, and the second Battle Royal I was top three in. Oh. You should uh, find out how to get top one. Uh, I'm still trying. I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, I, I think my excuse for this Battle Royal was I was too blown up and beat up. And I just, uh, last second, I uh, just had a slip up in Hampton, tossed my stupid ass out over the top rope, and shame on me. Of course, with Hampton. Yes. Um, but Alex Michaels won that. He gets number one uh, contender spot for Aiden Wright's C1 championship. Uh, but first, May 6th, Aiden Wright has to defend that title against Martin Stone, our good friend. Ooh, I was about to ask about that. So, friend of yeah. the show. I'm sorry? He's a friend of the show. They're, they're both friends of the show. Yes, and um, Mark Stone wanted, and Will's not here to set, to listen to this, but he wanted to know, in his words, has that bloke come around to like a normal smiley? So, <laughs> I, I did tell him that, no, he's still, he's still sour on normal smiley. He says bollocks, but he's a good guy. <laughs> And that weekend, May 6th, was announced. I'm wrestling the guy that took my all-out championship at Pro South, Aaron Dallas. And Aaron Dallas is on a pretty hot streak. He's actually held five belts for five different promotions right now. So he's impressive. Freaking tear right now. Um, Will's not here. So I guess uh, I'll do it this week. Uh, it's time for MVPs of the week. Shane, who's your MVP? Um, Wade. <laughs> He's my MVP of the week. Excellent choice. Yeah, fantastic. Love you, Wade. Let Wade know about that tomorrow. Who's that? Oh, I don't know. Oh, the highest Tyler. Oh, okay, Jake. Jake. Nate Fraser. Nate Fraser's hairline. 
Oh, come on. Oh, damn, dude. What the fuck <laughs> with you? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. <laughs> Love you, Benjamin. Little British bastard. No, I'm going to go with... I, I like handing out, like, group MVP awards. I'm going to give it to the... Uh, the Ego Pro Dojo kids and uh, the the TWEPC kids that were all at Ego last week. They all showed up and showed out. A lot of them came up without a guarantee of having a match. The ones that did get matches all did a fantastic job. You know, uh, CJ, Wade, uh, Jameson Shook, all the, all the kids. The twins had a pretty good showing, too. Lizzie and Peyton, uh, that the the gender was all represented, and and various new kids were were out there cooking. So everyone did good. Don't let it go to your heads. Tyler, uh, my MVP this week is going to be Douglas Sanders. He is a a Dr. Tom kid. Two uh, weeks in a row. Yes, uh, more so for Douglas because he has won the hearts of the Pro South fans and the locker rooms. And we've got a little thing that we're kind of giving them. We're giving them ideas on gimmicks. And somebody in the locker room had said, instead of drug-free, be Doug-free. Be hooked on Doug. And he actually came to the show Friday as a picture of him. And instead of uh, D-A-R-E, it's D-O-U-G in that same font. And I popped so hard for it. It was to say no to Doug. That's fantastic. Yeah, so that's my MVP. And yes, it is two weeks in a row. And um, if he keeps it up, it's going to be the entire month. It's going to make me hard to pick another one. As usual, I have two. First, myself, for the uh, 69 Bell Salute. Jake got it as Memorial episode. Excellent. That was a uh, masterful bit of editing. Tom Sawyer, you tricked me. Um, secondly, uh, I'm going to go with Dave Frazier. Okay. I'll, I love a gimmick change, and I love John Oliver. So, excited to see what he does with his John Oliver disconnect. And George Carlin. Love you, Benjamin. Hi, Jake. What do you need to do? Just say it. Big money. Thank you. <laughs>